All right, we're pleased to be joined once again by one of my favorites, John Neighbors. Of course, you know him. Every Arkansas fan does. He's the host of Out of Bounds on 103.7 The Buzz and the outstanding Locked on Razorbacks podcast, which is now out on YouTube. Got to check it out. And he's on his way to Buffalo to, to see them Razorbacks kick some ass in the NCAA tournament. John, thanks again for joining me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's always good to talk with you, and it's always good to talk with you when good stuff are going on for the Razorbacks. So it's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it was a year ago I said, you know, is this the best time to ever be an Arkansas fan? And and you made your case that it is. And, man, it has not slowed down at any point. And, you know, I'm going to ask you a little bit of basketball, but I'm so locked in on football. I want to start there. And the Razorbacks start in spring football, of course, year three under Sam Pittman. Already seeing some buzz that Arkansas preseason top 10 team. That's something that you you talked about on your Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Are you buying Arkansas right now as a preseason top 10 team? You know, I have thought about this many times, and I know that uh, I've talked to other people too about it. And as much as I'd like to sit here and say, absolutely, this is a no-brainer. Go ahead and lock them in as a top 10 team. Like, even me, who I will completely and totally admit that I am biased towards the Razorbacks, even all of that, I still don't believe that they are. Like, I just I just don't. And it's nothing against what Sam Pittman's doing, because, again, he's killing it, doing a phenomenal job, all of that. But to say you're a top-10 team, especially when you lost a bunch of defensive key pieces you lost Traylon Burks, who we know how phenomenal of a wide receiver he is. I, I just can't do it. I just can't do it to the top twenty, uh, top 10. Now, are they a top 25 team? Absolutely. In fact, I would even make the argument that they're a top 20 team. I would put them, if I was having a vote, probably at the 18-19 range, something like that. But to give them that top 10 ranking, man, no, that's there, there's still too many things that need to I need to see before I start going down that road. Now, speaking of uh, hype and and buzz, this is something that I've been talking about, and I'm fully on the bandwagon, so I want to know your thoughts. K.J. Jefferson, you know, I'm not sitting here saying he's a lock to win the Heisman or anything. You know, that's that's tough to say, but I do think he's a legitimate dark horse candidate, and I know Bryce Young is returning, but it just seems like he's Heisman people. They hate the favorite, so it's almost better to be, uh, you know, off the radar, but but just on the fringe there, do you think K.J. Jefferson, if he continues to build on what he did last year, can realistically be a candidate by season's end? You know, I think so, just because of the type of game that he has and the type of way that he plays. Uh, honestly, it's going to come down for K.J. Of course, you got to count on him improving from last year, which he was really good last year, but mm-hmm. you got to count on him doing that. And in addition to that, you also have to be able to count on uh, Arkansas's team and their offense surrounding KJ to be improved as well. And I think the running back position is going to be much improved for sure. You had some really great freshmen last year, Dominic Johnson, AJ Green, Rocket Sanders, all are really good running backs, very high caliber SEC running backs. You're fine there. You're returning four of your starting five offensive linemen. We know how important that is to a quarterback's success. They're going to be good there, especially with Sam Pittman. Tight end position, uh, they lose Blake Kern, but their tight ends have kind of struggled a little bit. But Trey Knox, a converted wide receiver, has shifted over there. He's bulked up. He's gained a lot of weight. And I think he's going to actually be really good and an improvement there as well. So I think a tight end, they'll be fine. 
it's going to come down to wide receivers, which we know that that's kind of the bread and butter of what makes a great quarterback. Traylon Burks has moved on. Okay. All right. So let's see what you can do, Jaden Hazelwood. Kid coming in from Oklahoma, former five-star. Can he make up for a lot of that production? What about Warren Thompson? Had a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, good plays last year, but also had some boneheaded plays last year. Can he come in and kind of step his game up? What about Keetron Jackson? Heard a lot of big-time things from him. He was a true freshman last year, didn't get a lot of playing time. Uh, but it uh, looks like he's going to be part of the rotation, especially with those starters. So can those guys step up and be big-time all-SEC caliber wide receivers, at least one or two of them, be to that level? If so, yes, absolutely. But KJ is going to just need to have some help from them if we want to start talking about Heisman. It's interesting you you hit on those receivers because that kind of ties into what I was going to ask you next. Malik Hornsby, you know, there's been some speculation he may be switching a receiver, just such a talented athlete, got to find him a way to get on the field. Do you think he's locked in completely to being a quarterback? Is it, you, you know, do you think he's going to be the backup or do you think we could see Hornsby in, you know, maybe in like a slash type role to where he's a quarterback, but he also is on the field at other positions? Well, I'll say this and not to try to like uh, act like I was some insider or anything like that. But yesterday uh, I got to go to the uh, Razorback watch party for the selection Sunday for Razorback basketball. And they held that event inside Razorback Stadium in one in the SEC club suite. Well, where you sit, you can look out the windows and you can see the field. Mm -hmm. And on the field was Razorback football practicing up, you know, running some plays, some scrimmages. And I just watched it for a bit. And Malik Hornsby was playing quarterback. He was the second string quarterback. He was running with the twos. Now, it's not to say that things can't change because there is a long time before the season starts. But seeing that out there and seeing him be the quarterback at this point in time and running with the twos once again kind of shows me that that's what his role is going to be once again. Now, they'll put him in packages. They'll probably put, do some different things for him as well. But it just looks like at least during spring practice at this point in time, he's pretty solid as being the second string quarterback. Mm -hmm. Now, you also mentioned the offensive line and four or five returning. We all know Sam Pittman, his outstanding reputation, probably the best offensive line coach in the country. How wild is it to think that this unit could be even better this year and the Hogs led the SEC in rushing last year? Yeah, that's the thing, man. It's like as long as Sam Pittman is the head coach of Arkansas, you never have to worry about the offensive line. Like that is one thing where I'm like, they may never be the most talented. They may not be the, the best defensively. They may have a lot of other flaws. They may not have the best wide receivers, best passing or whatever. But as long as Sam Pittman is the head coach of Arkansas, they are never going to have a bad offensive line. Like he, he'll be damned before he lets that happen. And so that's, that's where it's like, because even if you look at Arkansas's offensive line last year, you mentioned the numbers. Arkansas didn't even have, really an all first team all sec caliber offensive line besides maybe ricky stromberg mm -hmm. but the rest of them were just kind of good offensive linemen and then like you, you're returning four or five next year myron cunningham the one that's leaving yeah he could be drafted maybe late in the nfl draft but my, my point is it wasn't like he was out there sam Pittman was with a bunch of first round nfl guys and a couple of all sec possibly all american guys either and that's how good their offensive line was. Cody Kennedy, the offensive line coach, was up for, I think he was a semifinalist for the Broyles Award. Like, that's incredible, all things considered. And so that's where I'm like, okay, if they did that good of a job on the offensive line with not a whole lot of high-level All-American talent, 
then there that's just never going to be an issue or a problem. So I, I just don't see how the offensive line doesn't get better this upcoming year because they aren't going to get any worse. And we know that the development has really been something that Sam Pittman has done a great job with too. So I just think it's all going to fall into place together. And what's your expectation for Barry Odom's defense? Because, you know, I'm seeing some question marks, particularly on the defensive front, but you may have the best safety in the SEC, Jalen Catalan. You got, uh, the you know, basically Bobby Boucher back there, bumper pool at linebacker tackling machine and all these incoming transfers. How do you think these pieces come together uh, for the Razorbacks on that side of the ball? You know, that's uh, that's that's honestly the ultimate question because you're lost your entire defensive line, and that's a little worrisome. And that's why uh, Jamel Ashley was fired. Sam Pittman fired him because mm-hmm. he's the D-line coach. Because I, I saw uh, somebody before, I think it was uh, maybe Danny West of uh, Hawksports.com, that in two years, Arkansas did not have one single official visit from a four-star defensive lineman in two years. Hmm. Like, you can't have that. Like, it's one thing if you don't even get them to commit. But not even to get a visit, cannot have it. So the defensive line is going to be a question, but they made some moves. They brought in Deke Adams as the new defensive line coach. Uh, they brought in, uh, of course, his name just escaped me, but they, the Georgia Tech transfer just recently who entered in the transfer portal. He's going to be coming in. Um, they're going to have uh, Landon Jackson, the tra- uh, transfer from LSU, that possibly could play. But that's going to be the ultimate question about the defensive line. Like, they could be good, but it doesn't look good right now, and especially for depth purposes. So that's what it's going to come down to. I think the linebackers are going to be fine. You mentioned Bumper Pool coming back. Drew Sanders transferring from Alabama is going to be huge, which, you know, people are trying to say, like, what's the expectation for him? I look at it as, hey, if there's a kid that's good enough to start at linebacker for Alabama, then he sure as hell is good enough to start at Arkansas linebacker. So I I think that it's going to be uh, the same thing with him he's going to come in and he's going to uh he's going to be a huge impact as well and you mentioned Jalen Catalan he's going to be healthy well Darius Bishop is still really good he got a lot of run last year Miles Slusher I know you lost uh Greg Brooks and uh Joe Fouché but you got some guys returning there as well and then add in uh Dwight McLaughlin uh Dwayne McLaughlin from uh, LSU the transfer there and then Breeny from Georgia another transfer like they'll be fine in the back seven like the back seven of Arkansas will be fine. It's going to come down to if that defensive line can step up. If they can, Arkansas's defense is going to be salty next year. But if they can't, it's going to be problematic because you know you can't win in the SEC unless you have a really good defensive line. And how impressed are you by Sam Pittman's ability to keep Barry Odom and Kendall Browse on staff when every offseason we got to hear the rumors? You know, LSU is trying to hear hire Odom. Miami's trying to hire uh, Kendall Browse, yet they remain here in Arkansas. They just got contract extensions. How impressive is that? I'm telling you, it's it's something that I think continues. Maybe I look too much into it, but it continues to just full-on impress me about how Sam Pittman's able to do that. And not only to do it, but to where all of the coaches just are so much have so much respect for Sam Pittman mm-hmm. to where, I mean, we see – changes all the time in college football right and left head coaches assistant coaches like look at Ole Miss always use them as an example they had a phenomenal year and what happened they lost all three of their coordinators and all three of their coordinators went to be coordinators somewhere else so one of them like they went for head coaches Mm -hmm. but they had a phenomenal year had a lot of success and look they already lost their coordinators and they didn't even they went for other coordinator jobs but not at Arkansas Arkansas had a phenomenal year too Barry Odom and Kendall Bryles are looked upon as being 
high-quality coordinators in their respective positions, big-time. Big-time jobs try to come after them, but yet they stay at Arkansas. They don't move on. They don't, they don't try to find the next train out, out of town to try to leave here. They stay. And to me, that just shows you how great it must be to work for Sam Pittman uh, and how he has really been able to put them in positions to be successful to where they don't want to go anywhere else. They feel right at home. They feel appreciated. They feel like they can be successful right here in Arkansas. And to me, that, that's what's really going to be something that later down the road, too, when these guys eventually do leave, that other big time coordinators will be like, man, well, if those guys love doing it and they were there for a while, I'll, I'll go over there to Arkansas too. So it's just been incredible to see what he's been able to do to keep these assistant coaches intact. And where do you stand on the Sam Pittman contract extension stuff? Because I, I mean, the guy's underpaid. We all know that he's worth every penny he's getting, but at the same time, he's out here saying, you know, I would never leave and, and this will be my final job. So he's, he kind of hurts himself in the contract negotiations, but uh, you know, is he worth, I think it's reported seven year, 50 million, whatever it is. Do you think he's worth that type of money? And, and if you are concerned, do you give it to him? You know, I, I, I've always looked at it this way. And, th- and this may be a cop out to your, to your question though. My thing is, is like, I don't care, you know, and neither should fans. Mm-hmm. Why do fans care so much about what a coach gets paid? Who cares? It's like, it's not like you, your taxes are getting raised, you know, because of this. It's not like, like your your life is being impacted by it. Like do I don't care. What I do care about is buyouts. Now, because you know we know about the buyouts. Like that that's problematic because that handcuffs the universities mm-hmm. to where if they have a problem, they can't get out of it or they struggle to get out of it, whatever it may be. That I do. But if Sam Pittman makes seven million or five million dollars per year, what is the difference to me? Nothing. What matters to me is are you winning? I don't care how much you make as long as you're winning. Because as long as you're winning. And if you're Sam Pittman and if you're bringing in some wins, and which we know if you bring in wins in the SEC, it brings in an inordinate amount of money, then what does it matter? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, what Sam Pittman is worth is however much Arkansas is willing to pay him. However much he's worth is how much, it, you know, if it's $5 million, $7 million, I don't care. Just keep winning. Keep winning. I'll be happy. Razorback fans will be happy. And there won't be one single person that brings up his money. But if he starts losing, people are going to be like, oh, man, we're paying this coach $5 million to lose. It's just part of it, but I just think it's so dumb when people, when fans are trying to like dictate how much a coach is worth. I'm like, dude, like you, what do you, who cares? Like it has zero impact on your life as a Razorback fan. So just let it go. Now switching to basketball, the SEC tournament, of course, just happened, and Arkansas ran into a red hot Texas A&M team. Disappointing uh, results down there in Tampa. I thought the Razorbacks were going to win it. They, I thought they were playing that well heading into it. What were your thoughts on uh, the showing there from the Razorbacks in the SEC tournament? You know, it was I was a little disappointed to see them lose to A&M, especially the way that they played. Like, they just played awful. And A&M was really hot. You just ran to a hot team. And uh, I mean, I don't, I don't want to be this guy, but I will be this guy. <laughs> I actually like it when Arkansas like, – I just feel like when you lose at that point in time, in the, especially in the SEC tournament, it kind of gears you up a little bit better for the NCAA tournament where it kind of humbles you a little bit, you get pissed off, you get a little bit motivated, like all those things together, and you go out and you are better for it, like you're a better team for it. So I'm hoping that's the case this time around. Like I honestly felt like I'm like, on Arkansas, I don't really want them to win the SEC tournament. I don't care. I mean, it'd be, if they did, it'd be nice, but it's not like something that I really, really, really want to do, especially in the fact that like I know it's a different sport, 
But Razorback baseball was the number one team in the country last year. They won the SEC tournament uh, for the first time last year, and they got bounced out in the Super Regionals. Mm -hmm. Now, is anyone ever going to remember back on the 2021 year being like, what a great year that was, Arkansas? You know, they won the SEC tournament. No, because what matters is what you do in the big tournament. That's what matters. And so if it meant, if you told me Arkansas could have an SEC tournament win or an SEC tournament championship and then get bounced in the second round, or they lose to A&M the way they did in the SEC tournament, but they make the Elite Eight, I'm taking the Elite Eight every single time. And I think most Razorback fans would too. And I know, John, you're so fired up for the NCAA tournament on your way to Buffalo to watch the Razorbacks play. What is the potential for this team? Can they make another Elite Eight type run? And, you know, I know you saw it. Dan Wolken gave them the, the kiss of death. So there's already one strike against them. I know. I was just, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, you piece of trash. Like, what are you doing, man? You're already, like, you, you already killed the vibe. Um, but no, I, I think that honestly, like, I kept saying that it, it, I wanted Arkansas to get in Gonzaga's region as far as them being the one seed. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying Gonzaga's an easy win. I'm not. But between all four one seeds, I like the chances against Gonzaga more than the others. And so Arkansas did that. They're in the Gonzaga regional. And in, if they were able to make it to the sweet 16, they're more than likely going to play Gonzaga. So to me, getting to the second weekend is where it's at. If Arkansas gets to the sweet 16, it's a successful year. Everybody's going to, and Arkansas is going to say it's a successful year. This was a good year, great year, all of that. If you lose to Gonzaga, you know, shucks, it's the way it goes, but it was a great run and a great year. Um, anything less than that will kind of be disappointing because like, I just think Razorback fans are set on making the Sweet 16, and anything above that would be incredible. So I, I like their chances. to like This is a better region for them to make it to the Elite Eight. Uh, if they did make it to the Elite Eight, it would be another phenomenal year. But getting through Gonzaga and then inevitably probably playing Duke in that Elite Eight game would be really tough. So I mean, I'll, I'm going to take it any all day long, the whatever. But, yeah, second weekend or bust for Razorbacks I think is fair. All right, I really appreciate all your time. He's John Neighbors. Give him a follow at Buzz John Neighbors. And, of course, check out his work, the host of the Out of Bounds on 103.7 The Buzz and the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Don't forget to follow it on YouTube. He's trying to blow that thing up by the time football comes around. So, hey, I really appreciate you, John, for, for joining me once again. Absolutely, man. Appreciate it as always. Thanks.